Welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast with your host, Pat Gates and Mark Bottenhorn. We're coming to you from the heart of the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. We are on a mission to push the limits and find strength through endurance, mindset, and fitness. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Finding Strong Podcast with your host, this is me, Pat Gates, and we got Mark Bottenhorn over here. What's going on? So today on the podcast, we have a professional obstacle course racer, Mac Rush. Yeah, and you can find him on Instagram, it's just M-A-C-K-R-O-E-S-C-H. Uh, he's the king of obstacles, man. King he's of obstacles. Deal. This guy's uh, continually pushing the limits. Um, being super inspirational, he just keeps killing it. So I'm really excited to see what, he, what he's got to say. Yeah, and I also think it's really nice when you see people compete at this level that he does in this like ultra competitive sport. I've said many times I think obstacle course racers are probably the best athletes on earth because of the mix of energy systems and efficiency required. But to to see somebody that's just so high at their level in the sport, and then just to be such a nice dude and just willing to help out everybody, like he, he's a cool guy, and he's got an interesting story. So I know that you guys are going to like that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see it or hear it. Yeah. So, Mark, tell me what uh, you got this. You got a big race coming up this weekend. Let's, let's hear about it. Yeah. So the uh, North Face 50 Mile at Bear Mountain in New York, um, May 4th, 5 a.m. May the 4th be with you, bro. That's right. 5 a.m. 4th with me. So how's your uh? So what's been what's this last week been like for you? I know you've been tapering off. You're running. Yeah. So it's been really boring because I haven't been I haven't done any strength training after Sunday. Um, and I've been running like instead of 90 to 120 minute runs or running twice a day and working out, I've been, um, just running like one time a day. I had a really light workout, like 555 pace for 20 minutes in the middle of my run. Very easy stuff. Um, yeah. So now I have just a 45 minute run tomorrow and a 20 minute run, you know, after, after we land in New York, I'm just going to go 20 minute, uh, kind of shake out with Michael and, uh, then it's just going to be hanging out, going to my favorite ramen place. And then, oh, nice. And then it's time to, time to battle on, uh, on Saturday morning. I'm feeling really good going into this race because I don't think there's ever been a time where I've been kind of this at peace with everything. Like I look back on all the training I've done, you know, even sometimes working a 60 hour work week and still putting down, you know, 80 plus miles in that week. And it's just like, I controlled everything I could. I hit every single workout I could. Like if I look back, there's nothing I could have changed and done better. Uh, for the most part. And uh, so I feel really optimistic about it. I'm just going to try to control what I can in the race and, and just run my race and try to execute. And, and we'll see if I can land up on the on the podium or in the top 10 with, with some of the best ultra runners realistically, like in the world. Some of these guys that win this race, they run for their they run for their national teams and for their country. So this is, this is going to be a big race, and I look to see how I can kind of measure up. But it is my first time running 50 miles, so... We don't know. You know yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to see what happens. I'm, I know I'm going to be texting you and Brittany, you know, for updates or whatever. Because I'm yeah, I'm sure Michael on Instagram, he's <clears> going to be putting everything up as well. Uh, he'll Michael will be the one to go to for for all the stuff. His uh, Instagram handle is at son of a raging Joe. And then we'll do a we'll do a post race kind of recap too. Um, so it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. So how's your training, Ben? My training, um, I switched it up a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, doing uh, three about three days a week, doing some five by fives, 
uh, focused on like getting some more strength. And then, uh, on the other days doing like more circuit type workouts, getting ready for some obstacle course race coming up. Yeah. And you're running every day or yeah, running every day, uh, play soccer pretty much every other day. So, uh, continuing, uh, cardio outside of soccer as well and really helping out. Okay. That's good. So, yeah. so June 8th, June 8th, that's the race, the yep. Ohio Spartan ultra. Yeah. The Ohio Spartan ultra. Yeah. Aiming for the, you know, the top 10 spot, you know, qualify for, uh, Sweden. So World that's, champs. that's a goal. Yeah. I'm hoping to be right there running along with you to see if we can dip into the top 10. We know my first, uh, go around with Spartan didn't go so well, but yours did. And, uh, we'll talk to Mac. I think we'll get more into that with him. Oh, for sure. For sure. But yeah, I just want to tell a quick story that I saw at the gym the other day. Um, I kind of lost focus in my workout because it was so, it was like one of the craziest things I've ever seen in, in, a, in, a, in a gym setting. Um, so there's, there's this man that works out at the gym um, every single day. He wears the exact same thing every single day, probably between 50 and 60 years old. Um, these, he wears like these like karate type pants, like a gi type pant, um, same gray shirt, and like he does like these crazy dynamic stretches that like you've never seen before. Like it looks like he's gonna like pull the muscle doing this kind of stuff. Yeah. But he was legitimately walking around the gym barefoot. Yeah. Just barefoot. So he's walking around at a gym in downtown Detroit with no shoes on. No shoes, no socks, nothing. Okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I think I think some of the workers think he's like a little bit off because the way he like he like stretches and like works out. But and they're like, I don't know why they didn't say anything. Like, hey man, like why why, why are you barefoot? Hey, some of the you know what some of the you know, I don't know if he wants to feel more connected to the gym. Yeah, I know I know a guy who walks around barefoot. In, in soil to try to collect positive uh, like electrons from the soil or whatever. So, but that's outside though. It's like a little different. <laughs> I get it, but whatever works. Like you, get, you yeah. know, some people like somebody might describe somebody's off, but maybe they just got their. Own I don't. Mind. Yeah, I think saying off is a wrong word for it. I think it was just like so such a unique situation where no one really walks around the gym barefoot. Where it's like, well, minimalist shoes were, were big like a couple of years ago, so maybe it's the new trend. Barefoot gym, super minimalist. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> we'll see. Get him on the podcast. But yeah, but today, you know, Mac Rush, super excited to have him on, tell a story. Yeah, it's going to be a good story. Uh, so, hope you guys like it. Thanks. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Right now, we have uh, Mac Rush on the phone. I'm sitting here with Mark Bonhorn. So, um, Mac, how's everything going, bro? Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be on here. Everything's good, man. I'm just uh, winding down here at the end of the day in Colorado of some training and got to get some packing done for tomorrow. I hit a flight to do another race. I just got finished with back race weekends down in Florida. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So what, what race do you have coming up this weekend? I got this new race. The skate blitz. It's something many people have done. It's pretty new. I think they've only done it one other time and, Got big investors, so they on it. So I'm going to go try that. Okay, so what's the format of it? Like, what other race is it closest to? It's like a Spartan, but but shorter. Okay, so that that kind of shorter stuff. Um, so so you fly out when tomorrow, and the race is on Saturday. Yeah, it's in Saturday in the evening too. It's not you typical like a morning race oh, wow. either so it's gonna be good cool is it televised or anything like that 
I'm not sure yet. I, I don't know what's going on completely yet. It's kind of one of those things where, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's just go for it. Take a shot. You know, I'm already doing all these other races, you know. So, in the middle of these other two sports I'm doing. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah, so let's, let's jump in. So, why don't you tell us about your background? Like, how'd you get into OCR and, and what was it like growing up? Oh, yeah. So back uh, when I very first started, it was I was just a gym rat and, you know, I was a skinny guy. So I started and got some muscle and got confident. And then I was just like, hmm. I'm pretty much good in the gym. I need a new challenge. So I started doing the obstacle thing and came across this little obstacle course. That I was um, put on at a fitness expo and I ended up winning. And it was a two day event. And hundreds of people each day so i was like i'm in here well i was about 220 pounds and i won that and all those other guys they were a lot smaller. it's uh it's definitely some kind of a gift i would say from above so i'm i'm like i don't want to waste my talent so i started training for it and i ended up getting on all these tv shows ninja warrior spartan broken skull chat and i've been invited back to all those shows i've been a finalist on all those shows so I was just like, all right, I'm I'm making some progress. I'm making some momentum. And now it's just there's not much to do financially as an OCR athlete. So I just took the route of the longer distance stuff because there's a race every weekend. You don't have to pick and choose, kind of hope that there's this and that happening. You know, a lot of these things pop up and then you never see them again, these big races with big prizes. So kind of like to seek seek out the races that kind of fuel my fire and fuel my lifestyle and i'm finally been a sponsored athlete now um going on for almost half a year and uh, one to another hopefully i can get some more sponsors and continue the journey yeah so who's who's your sponsor there caterpie laces awesome man okay okay yeah, so where rich. where can uh, the the listeners find Caterpie at Caterpie, Caterpie on Facebook and Instagram. So what's uh so what's training like since you're doing like all these like back to back races like week in week out like how do you uh like train during the week without yeah. being like feeling exhausted? Well, you know that's a that's a battle I'm still fighting. I still feel overtrained. Today I was supposed to do 30 minutes doing some intervals on the treadmill and I I me out and i was just having a hard time not also i i'm but yeah i think for me after all the years i've been doing it i need to just work out every other day and then in between days do something really easy because it takes a lot longer to recover than some of these anomaly people out there these people that can you know keep going and i'm i've not been a long distance i've been a shorter guy so i'm definitely climbing at the appropriate rate, maybe even a little faster. But if you go the opposite, and needs to squat 500 pounds, he's going to be on the opposite route that I'm on. So I could probably squat 500 pounds time at all, but it's going to take me a long time to get to his abilities in running. So that's where I'm at, and it is what it is. I'm I'm really proud of myself. I got a top eight. 
finish in the Spartan race with the elites. So it's a good accomplishment. Oh, for sure. So what, you know, like coming from the running background uh, that, that I come from, what is, uh, what does your weekly mileage look like? Like someone like, like you? Below 10 to 20. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, I, I had a lot of success in uh, doing two miles every other day and one hour um kind of like a race simulation and and that ended up being you know 10 or 20 miles and i would always just try and push that a little bit faster and if that every other day theme seemed to really keep me keep my speed up instead of you know starting to slow down on my times or mile times Okay. You know, what I really think is interesting in, in obstacle course racing, there's a, there's a huge range of people that can be really good. Like, you know, as you mentioned, the marathon, there's really one body type that's going to be world-class, right? But in OCR, you have somebody like you that's running 10 to 20 miles a week, and it's, it's just this huge, like, jack dude. And then you have other people who are running, I know some OCR professionals that are running 90 miles a week. So it's kind of crazy how those two vastly different body types and skill sets can both succeed in the same sport. What a cool part about it is as a observer, as it's just so let us all be on the same playing field and it's a sight to see for sure. And it's definitely something I can't wrap my head around. Cause I'm like, there's no way I could ever beat that guy. I've always said to myself, how did I beat this guy? You know, he's way faster than me, but it just works out that way sometimes. And, these courses are all different. They're never the same. It's not like the Olympics. It's not always going to be meter. It's going to be this, this, and that and different terrain. Yeah, especially like like actually finally getting to do a Spartan or a Bone Frog. Like it, the races are so dynamic. Like um, I could be super good at one thing and then someone else could not be so good at it. And that's where I can, you know, like make up my time or beat them at it or I can push forward and actually – place better so it's crazy how soft since things work out and obstacles work out for people yeah it's cool because everybody will come in with the prediction oh here's a long section of running so put all their money on the guy that can run or oh here's a session where it's a double carry and it's really heavy they're gonna put all their money on this guy but then at the end of the race they're like it's just cool i mean they're and it's it's still it's still a small then there's still enough people that are coming into the sport that make it more interesting. Like, where did they come from? And, and that's another really cool part about the sport. Yeah, for sure. So you're a, you're a professional athlete. Um, and when people think of, like, a professional athlete, a lot of times they're thinking, like, an NBA player or an NFL player or something like that who, who have it pretty much set for them financially. But in it, – aerobic or endurance sports and, and Spartan specifically or obstacle racing specifically, it's, it's sometimes hard to, to live the professional. So, so how do you, how do you balance all of that? Man, you know, I'd have to put my faith in, you know, the, the bigger plan and the man above, honestly, I, I do a lot of believing and I believe a lot of believing is achieving and you can do anything you set your mind to. And if, if you don't want to work a day job, and you want to be an athlete, you can do it. And that's kind of what I. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason uh, that it's so important to just try to get you on here. And I know you've been on a number of other podcasts too, but the story is really unique and it's, 
I think it's really inspiring. And I, and I hope it inspires some people who are maybe on the fence about going out and chasing their dream, whatever it may be. And maybe they can use this as some fuel because you're doing it and you're proof of it. Yeah. Thank you for that. I recommend it. Any of those thoughts, those intuitive thoughts to themselves and themselves alone, like just go out and act on it. Telling you when I go, when I practice with other people or train with other people, advice cause just do it don't think about it good and i think that's i think that's really solid advice i think that's great advice so is there anything you do to like help you stay motivated because i know even i know that a lot of people struggle with motivation and i know that um even professional athletes do at times so what do you do to kind of stay motivated and stay focused that's a good question Right now, at the state of my life, is if I can just recover more. Say I I train really hard for a week, you know, no problem training, you know, putting in effort. Um, it just gets you burnt, and boom, you lose it, and you have to either continue to work out burnt out, and that's just not motivating. It just really takes a toll. Then you have to use your mind to really push past those limits really smart to keep push past those limits if you're not feeling good optimally honestly i try and not out about performances and all of that because that could really you know take over your soul so uh, i just try and be happy you're happy done you know you're a little worry for your for your body it results will come faster so I pretty much self-observe myself and it keeps me motivated, self-observing progress, self-observing anything that's slowing me down and, you know, trying to do it at a late kind of, you know, free environment for having people in your life on you, thing like that, or their guidelines or rules of life. You got to stick to your own on you so stay focused and live in your world i think that's going to help you stay motivated because believing achieving what you not what anybody else believes it's what you believe and you're going to feel better about it at the end of the day dude i love that i think that's i think that's great advice that might be the single best piece of advice that we've had on our podcast for sure like that's that's awesome Hey, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you have to have that self-awareness to, to know when you're overtraining yourself or when you're unhappy with a certain situation, whatever, and not dwell on it and try to get past it. Yeah. And do it on your terms too. Like you got to live your life on your terms. We, we always get caught up in trying to meet those, the quotas or these things, these, and these things that are imposed for us. And I think it's a bad idea. So I think that's great. Yeah. So now from a physical standpoint, I mean, you move from pretty much right at sea level in Florida, right to Colorado Springs. So you're at about 6,000 feet above sea level there, give or take, right? Yeah, you guys are, yeah, definitely right on that. So, I mean, that that definitely impacts your recovery. I know when I lived in Boulder, my recovery was much slower. Um, and, you know, after a while you get used to it, but it still takes a toll on you. Yeah, and, and it is, and I'm feeling those effects. And, you know, I have my times where I'm like, okay, many different things and it's been three months and i'm i think i'm finally getting somewhere now you know it, it's it's trial and error because i was 
31 years, you know, it is a big change. You can't just jump in and think it's everything's going to work. So I've adjusted a lot and I'm working on it the right way, you know, slow, steady versus get yourself hurt and go hard because that's something easy for me and a lot of other athletes to fall into. Yeah, for sure. And so what are you, what are you doing to like physically to recover better? Are you doing like cryotherapy or anything like that? You know, yoga or. Yeah. So to recover, I mean, like Isaiah, the guy I'm with, he's a Spartan champion. He's, he likes to preach 80% recovery. 80% is, you know, everything else. So the recovery part is huge. I get the massages, the cryotherapy, the ice, ice, um, cold i got thumper guns i got the foam rollers the balls uh the vibrating stuff i also have the reboot which um it's like a thing that you do your blood pressure in but you put it on your whole leg and it pushes the blood up into your organs to get flushed out and cleaned and come back fresh you could uh you could start your own recovery uh business right in your house and have people charge people to come in you're right. You're right. They, that's why I got it because I was like, wow, I would pay like $35, $40 to do a session with boots. And I'm like, man, that's going to really add up. I might as well just get it. So I did. Smart move. Those are, those are great for recovery too. Those are, those are big time. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears. I want to kind of want to talk about, uh, talk about American Ninja Warrior. And, uh, how was that? Cool, man. You know, it's crazy that I was just thinking about that. And, you know, uh, first, let's start off with all the positive things. And, I mean, mainly, you know, 90 to 100, almost 100% show the experience. And just being on it was it was amazing, the community, the camaraderie, the support, everybody. I went in there thinking, oh, everyone's out to get me. No one was going to want me to win. But everyone was very accepting and, like, helpful. And that was, like, that threw me. I was like, whoa, this is I could imagine so with that first uh, time on the show, I made it all the way to finals in Vegas. So I was pretty proud of that. And a lot of people were, and I got recognized, you know, by millions. Uh, whenever I would recognize more, but back then I was wearing a crown around, you know, <laughs> I got somebody to help me with my logo and call it the king of obstacles. And so I actually am looking at the right now, got some shirts made business cards and that, that's been a couple of years now. That's awesome. I'm going to have to, I'm going to get, get, get you for a t-shirt, man. I, I got to get all that stuff remade. It all, yeah. it's all gone after that year. <laughs> you know what, when you, when you get the uh, t-shirts made, uh, get me a link to them and I'll, I'll get it out on my Instagram. I'll get it on my website too. We'll get you some supporters. Yeah, we know sure, you know, you got man. a bunch out there. So, Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. I, I'll definitely buy one. So did you feel like any, like uh, any pressure while you're on uh, American Ninja Warrior, like uh, to you know, do like really well, you know, only, only in Vegas at the finals because, um, you know, I, I knew I could do it. I knew I could do it. And, I was like, I don't just want to just do it. I just want to go as fast as I can, be who I am, and you know, show people what I'm all about. And that's yeah, 
fast. You know, I don't, I don't just cruise unless I'm doing a Spartan race or a long distance race. I cruise through the obstacles. I'm relaxed. I'm catching my breath. But if it's a short course like Ninja, I have the abilities, so I want to use them. And I ended up uh, slipping on the spider wall. That's that was where I went down. Something that it's one of those things. Any day of the week, I would have done ninety nine. You know, with all my buddies, but that one time you get that one chance, it happens. It's like, oh man, I knew I would have made it further too. But that's that's okay. That's how it is for everyone on that show. What I was thinking about that, you know, that one bad thing about it is, is like all these guys are dedicating their lives and they're doing this stuff and they don't even give away any money on this show. I'm like, come on, like Survivor's been giving out a million dollars for 40, 40 episodes now or 40 seasons and Jeopardy, I just saw giving out money, all these shows. It's like, gosh, give, give these athletes a break. So I kind of separated myself from that because it was just like so hard especially if you're over 200 right you know what i think is crazy about american ninja warrior um it's really tempting to me because like i think it's first of all my arms aren't long enough so i wouldn't be able to do anything but second of all i I think it's crazy that you train so much and then just one little slip like it happened with you or it it happened with many people and it just it, it ruins the whole thing and i feel like for me, when I'm in a, a 50K race or a, a marathon or a 50-mile race, like I can have a few bad miles, and I can put that behind me, and I can go on and win the race. Um, and that's happened several times. But it's you can't do that. That's like it's life or death, you know? It's, yeah. It's, kind of, it's high stakes. That's awesome, man. Yeah, we really relate to that. It is so cool. And it's also a mentally uh, a mental preparedness to, to do those, too. It's really, like not just training – races but also training your mind to all right these could be the outcomes and it's like i think one of the reasons why you know you and i probably do so well is because we know the risks that we're taking and it's not going to bother us too much i see giving up or quitting or whatever if they fail or or have a mess up like you just got to keep keep the ball rolling keep on going you have to you guys keep pushing forward yeah i see that that's really cool that's I we uh we just ran this uh this this uh trail marathon in North Carolina yeah and I was about 17 miles in and I uh I smashed my foot on this rock and like tripped over and fell down this like hill and I was I still I was like oh man I got like almost 10 miles to go so I was like and my felt like my foot was like my toe was like fractures all bruised and stuff and I was like well I mean I'm already out here so fuck it I gotta yeah. keep on pushing <laughs> yeah sometimes it's just amazing what do it's 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 really cool to watch and that's a that's kind of a challenge that we have is uh showing showing everybody that we have the podcast and instagram and all the social media nowadays but i mean there's so many things that are unseen and unaccounted for like moments like that that i wish i wish we could uh share more with people yeah for sure a quick side story i in that same race, I was I was in second place, not far behind the uh, eventual winner, who's a great runner in his own right. And I couldn't hold any food any food down at all. I was I was having a bad stomach problems. I was puking everything, and um, so like when you see the results, you see that I came in second in the race, which was disappointing for me. But that that happens. Um, but you don't see that I that I faded back into third place, and and I just kept fighting through. And it, that was like there was no talent there. It was just all grind and just like unwilling to quit. 
and I was throwing up. I had throw up all over my singlet and everything, but it felt good to claw back and get that second place back for sure. You know, and, and you can't see that from the results, but day in and day out, that's what it takes. Yeah. I'm right now. I, I love that stuff. Like it's something that you get too. you get the satisfaction and, and sometimes not everyone will ever know about it, but you 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 can definitely help others with that too yeah and that's i mean helping others is is so important but that comes as a byproduct of building a better you and i think so that's that's exactly true that's my thing just get better every day and that's one aspect of it uh for sure um so what what do you got for 2019 like what are your goals for the rest of the year well i mean to see how things go with this move. You know, I only plan on being up here for about a year in Colorado training if they see how it goes unless something happens big financially for me. Heading back down to Florida. But until then, I'm pretty pretty big and not cooling down till about mid June. But then after that, hopefully I'll I'll be dialed in on my training and I'll be going doing some world championship races like overseas and stuff like the OCR Worlds in London and a couple other big races, hopefully. We'll just see how it goes financially. So OCR Worlds has a hundred meter optical course race, is that right? Yeah, that would that would be up my alley. That would be something that I could really contend in. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. When I first saw that, because I was looking for my up, uh, you know, I told you about it, but I'm trying to trying to get to some of these world championships eventually. Um, and I was just looking at it and I thought, man, as soon as I saw that hundred meter, I thought that's, that's got you written all over it. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like being up here in elevation. I know you have some experience training in the elevation in the mountains. I don't know if it affects you as much as me, but these mountains are in like the incline. It's just really fun and keep me at a, like a, for distance. So I'm honestly, accidentally, I've been training for like a mountain race or like a, a longer distance, slow, strong race. You know, if I could, if I could a world championship as a 100 meter, a 3k and a, and a 15 K or something as well, all three, if I'm there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think, I mean, you got a chance in all three, there's no doubt. Yeah. And the elevation did, I mean, it, it it was hard like you don't recover the same um and you don't recover the same running uphill it slows you way down that's that's a big reason that i moved like there were some some benefits but it's it's tough on the confidence sometimes too yeah because you're you're looking and you're like man i know back home i could do this like why is it not happening for here but you know i just kind of take my time and you know look at the as you're doing to keep my heart rate where it needs to be to where i can make some progress versus overdoing it yeah for sure that's the the biggest thing is like everybody wants to to run fast but you get faster by running slower and it sounds ironic but it's really true you really become you know you start to develop that capillary density with those really easy runs and that's how your body becomes more efficient so it's so important but people they always just see like these like really fast runners they just see them running their fast workouts on youtube or whatever it is but they don't show them the, the 90 or 100 miles a week that are really slow yeah you know i'm, I'm that is exactly what i'm doing for training is i actually got a guy to sponsor me here at the lifetime uh jesse at lifetime fitness colorado springs he's helping me measure my vo2 max helping me he's a sky runner he can run a half marathon any day of the week if he feels like it 
and I'm I'm kind of just following his lead on the training. So that's going to be helpful. Four is going to, I believe, if you've never done something before, it's going to help you out a lot. Oh, for sure. That's a that's a great philosophy to have on that. So what? So now we talked about 2019 goals. But what what are you looking at? Like, like where's Mac going to be in five years? Like, what's your what's your vision on that? You know, and the biggest thing I want is a family. You know, I want to settle down and have a family. I keep thinking like like a, my fortress kind of thing, and just have like my system and have my ritual, and my daily routine kind of you know nailed down, like in the life you know which would be health and but also financially i don't know how the way it is right now survivor i probably will sign up for some other tv shows if i you know get the chance like to do titan games or something which i don't know there's a lot of people that have a regular day job and 10 20 years to save up a quarter million dollars and then they invest it and either make it big or they lose it all and other show and win a hundred or two hundred something thousand dollars on a show million on survivor or ninja warrior and you know scrape up whatever other small race money i can and hope for the best because at least life i feel well maybe not right now i'm a little stressed out but i think there's definitely some room to uh to make up for like the past that I haven't been working the last few years and pursuing this passion. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like stressful. And when I was in Boulder, I was in a very similar uh, position where I felt that I put a lot more pressure on myself than was probably necessary. Um, at the end of the day, I think if I could choose between what you're doing and, and working just a full-time job and kind of wasting away, I would choose what you're doing every time because when you go, you can't take any money with you. And, and, and when you're older, you can't get these experiences back and you're, you're living a life. Like I, I think that's, that's truly good. And you're inspiring people along the way. And I think that your break will come for sure. Thanks, man. I really need to hear that man from the heart. Appreciate that. He did that. I just, just keep yeah. pushing, man. That's what I say on that. Um, so I guess what are the next kind of three races you have? Like, are they Spartan races or? Yeah. So basically um, I have to right now. So if all goes well, I'll be racing one month and that would be my bare minimum. Um, as far as me, how I feel inside about my stuff, you know, is it better to race all the time, get burnt out or find a happy balance? It's kind of like, kind of like experimenting with my life here in Colorado and elevation seeing what my body's capable of so I have to push hard and then and then find where I can dial back to so I'm I got races pretty much back to back right now and I'm not really cooling off until after June this month and then hopefully just earn this whole few months experience and and everything that on one path with grace and and do well in these races once a month okay so you're you're already because of this weekend you're already qualified for north american championships right oh i'm sure i i I can i do every year i don't even know yeah i don't even worry about it i'm usually qualified finalist for everything 
Well, I, I'm so confused on the whole Spartan thing because I'm kind of an outsider looking in, although I'm interested in getting involved. Um, you have to come top 10 in the elite, right, to get to the to, to North American, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. And, you know, since you're you're going to go in and do it, um, I think you'll do well, man. I think you'll hit – I think you hit top 10 for sure. I would start slow in the race, man. Don't, don't go out hard as you can because everyone knows you can run fast. But, uh, you know, save in the tank. That's what I did. I went from 8th to 8th in the same week, Saturday and Sunday. The first day I ran, you know, a sub-530 pace and I fell apart, you know. It sapped me. I started, you know, just slow and go slower and slower towards the end of the race. The next day I started out slow and I got faster and faster. I even had some in the tank. So it's about figuring out that. And there's a lot of excitement on the starting line and stuff, but. You're an experienced racer. I, I'm sure you'll get top 10. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. I just got to work on that grip strength and stuff like that. Pat actually jumped in the same Spartan race as I did the only time we did it, and he, he had a good place, and I think he was only like four or five spots out of qual- out of qualifying for that in his first ever Spartan race or really first ever race kind of in general. Well, that's that's great. Congratulations. I, if I were you guys, I would definitely do a, kind of a little bit of research and see if find something that matches your favorite terrain. Some you're going to love and enjoy, you know, like you're going to like with a mountain or flat or you're going to like something more and just kind of, you know, try and find out about the location of where the race is at and kind of prepare yeah, well, right now we got June eighth. We get we got the Spartan Ultra lined up, uh, so we're racing the uh, at, at that, trying to get to the uh, the elite at the uh, World Champs. So we need to come top ten to be able to go to Sweden. So that's like kind of our dual goal on that. And I think that longer stuff's going to suit us a little better, you know. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. And I think the at the the abilities that you guys have, I think that you guys can literally take it at a cruising pace take the stress load off of yourself when you get to a and really obstacle and make sure you get through it because smooth fast you know if you fail and, and stuff don't panic just just go back start over or do your burpees and like you said if you messed up or whatever you can grind it out it's been done so many times and and i know you guys will pull top 10 well that's why some we need yeah, to hear. Right, yeah. i appreciate that man because my like i said my first one didn't go so, well, I think I came 19th or 20th, man. I mean, that was – I did 150 burpees, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like – I was catching up to, like, the lead pack, and then I, I'd fail an obstacle, and then people would fly by me, and then I kept – it was a disaster. But it was a lot of fun, and it, it made me realize – it, like, humbled me a little bit, but it also made me really hungry. So, But, I mean, I'd love to connect with you, like you said. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about it. I'd love to get your advice and everything like that. I'd appreciate it. Yeah, strength training and stuff like that i can definitely do that over the phone cool and then um if uh we, we talked to cole about this i don't know if you listen to that podcast but uh if we make it out to uh we're, we're gonna go to boulder but if we make it out to colorado springs you want to get a training session in or something oh man of course yeah I've, i'll just drive on over there from over here i got my truck now so we could uh meet up i could even pick you up sounds good man that's a that's what i look forward to well, I uh, we're gonna probably wrap it up now. I th- we both appreciate you, you know, taking time out of your day to get on here because we know you're busy, and I think everybody's gonna benefit from this tremendously. That listens for sure. Yeah, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on the show, Pat, Mark. Um, 
appreciate you guys. Really. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll talk soon. We'll be in contact, man. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Finding Strong Podcast. As always, you can find me on Instagram at PadXGates. And you can find me at Bottenhorn Running, at run underscore strong underscore coaching, and on my website, www.markbottenhorn.com. So going forward, we're going to try to drop new content every Friday. And if you like it, please subscribe, share it, talk about it, anything. But above all else, please rate it on iTunes. We are live on iTunes now, and your rating means the world to us. Until next time, stay strong.